Welcome to My Cousin Jane, a podcast about Jane Austen and her works, with your host, Lee Phelan. Welcome back to My Cousin Jane. Today we're going to be talking about Persuasion Volume 2, Chapter 9, or Chapter 21, depending on the copy you happen to be reading. In this chapter, it's the morning after the concert, and Anne is visiting her friend Mrs. Smith over in Marlborough Buildings. And this chapter is interesting because at the beginning, when Mrs. Smith believes Anne is on the verge of marrying Mr. Elliot, she recommends him pretty highly, praising him in various ways, talking about how great his character is. But once she's convinced that Anne is truly not interested in Mr. Elliot, she condemns pretty much everything about the man. I have to admit, the first couple of times I read this chapter, I thought that either Austin was being a bit lazy with Mrs. Smith's character, or that Mrs. Smith was pretty duplicitous. But I think it comes down to two things. First, Mrs. Smith does appear to sincerely believe that Anne is not being totally forthcoming about her relationship with Mr. Elliot. And if Anne was truly going to marry Mr. Elliot, it would have been inappropriate of Mrs. Smith to speak against him at this point. If you consider, for example, Elizabeth Bennett's comments to Mr. Wickham after he married Lydia, she says, Come, Mr. Wickham, we are brother and sister, you know. Do not let us quarrel about the past. So it's pretty understandable that Mrs. Smith would not want to alienate her friend by speaking poorly about her future husband. But second, as executor to her late husband's will, Mrs. Smith probably saw Mr. Elliot as her only hope to escape poverty. So she was probably trying to get into his good graces through Anne so that she could have some hope of financial relief. And perhaps after everything she'd been through, we can't really blame her for that. Now, I want to spend a moment talking about a comment she makes about the younger Mr. Elliot. So here's a clip of that. And as always, our clips come courtesy of Karen Savage from LibriVox.org. He was the intimate friend of my dear husband who trusted and loved him and thought him as good as himself. The intimacy had been formed before our marriage. I found them most intimate friends, and I too became excessively pleased with Mr. Elliot, and entertained the highest opinion of him. At nineteen, you know, one does not think very seriously. But Mr. Elliot appeared to me quite as good as others, and much more agreeable than most others, and we were almost always together. We were principally in town, living in very good style. He was then the inferior in circumstances. He was then the poor one. He had chambers in the temple, and it was as much as he could do to support the appearance of a gentleman. So, first of all, we know they're in London, because when we talk about in town in Jane Austen's works, that always means London. And Mr. Elliot is mentioned as having chambers in the temple, and that's the phrase I want to talk about. The temple area of London has a really interesting history. It was an area of land originally owned by the Knights Templar, and it was eventually divided into the Middle Temple and the Inner Temple, both of which became primarily inns of the court, which are professional associations for barristers, which Americans would refer to as trial lawyers. Having chambers in the temple could refer to two different things. It was either a small residential apartment for a barrister, or a barrister in training who was studying the law, or it was an office where a barrister worked in the practice of law, or it could be both. Since we know that this description of Mr. Elliot was from when he was young and poor, he was probably a student studying law at the time, 
And having chambers in the temple was basically all he could afford. He had a little bit of money left over to try to maintain the appearance of a gentleman, as Mrs. Smith says. Now, aside from the fact that they were originally built by the Knights Templar, another interesting fact about the Temple area of London is that even though they're located within the boundaries of the cities, the Inner Temple and Middle Temple are not technically part of London. They're considered liberties, which are geographic areas in the United Kingdom that are not under the civil authority of the city or parish in which they're found, but instead they have their own governance. Now, in this chapter, Anne is reading some letters that Mrs. Smith kept that were written by Mr. Elliot to Mr. Smith. And Anne reads some alarming information about Mr. Elliot's opinion about his family, including Anne's father. And something that Austin writes about this is pretty interesting. Let's listen to this clip. Anne could not immediately get over the shock and mortification of finding such words applied to her father. She was obliged to recollect that her seeing the letter was a violation of the laws of honour that no one ought to be judged or to be known by such testimonies, that no private correspondence could bear the eye of others. Now that's a pretty strong phrasing by Austin, a violation of the laws of honor. If you're a Jane Austen fan, you've probably heard that shortly after Jane's death, her sister Cassandra burned almost all the letters Jane had written to her. In fact, this is what Cassandra Austen, unfortunately, is most well known for, the fact that she burned these letters. Other letters that Jane Austen wrote to her brother Francis, who, again, we talked about, many people believe was the inspiration for Captain Wentworth, were destroyed by his daughter Fanny Sophia after Francis died. And she did this secretly without consulting the rest of the family, who many people think would have been against it at this point. Now, over the years, many people have lamented and even criticized these women for the destruction of these letters as a terrible loss. But in reading this passage on how Anne feels about other people reading and judging the private correspondence of others, I can't help but think that the destruction of these letters is exactly what Austin would have wished for. Well, that wraps up our discussion of Persuasion Volume 2, Chapter 9, a.k.a. Chapter 21. Shorter episode today, a longer chapter, mostly talking about Mr. Elliot's character from the past, but... Next week, we will talk in depth about Chapter 22, some interesting things that happened there. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to help support the show, please head over to leefalencom slash mycousinjane, sign up for our newsletter, or click on the little donate button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.